On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, we talk about our golf, because there's been a lot of it. We give a hacker's rating of some epic golf courses, and Tim dives back through the archives to hopefully improve his game. As ever, A Slice of Golf is brought to you by me, Ben Fowlis. Me, Tim Williams. And myself, Chris Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, huge news. Uh, we have a new, very real sponsor of the show. To go along with Sunday Red, uh, me and the boys are pleased to announce this show is being supported uh, by Manscaped. Now, uh, we'll come on to, to that a little more uh, a little later on. I'm back. I'm back from my holiday, uh, which was an absolute delight. It was a lovely break away from uh, from you two. Unfortunately, not away from all the listeners. But uh, how are we getting on, chaps? I missed you both. Have, have you actually? Or it doesn't look like you have. You've been in loving life over in Portugal. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was it was excellent. There's no, there's no getting away from that. It was bloody brilliant. Also, can we just take a note? I, I like how you've just introed um, the the new sponsor there I, I feel like we, we if i could do like a round of applause clap i actually think i can do a round of applause clap hang on hold this because i feel like this is this is this is big this show is that here you ready i don't know if this will show will this show this is, uh, this is making great content it's not working it's rubbish it's not yeah. working i've got something that says clapping <laughs> here it's not working but yeah i feel like that's big that's big i feel like that's huge i'm super excited about it so um thanks Did you hear that? Or was that? Let it never be in doubt that this is a professional podcast <laughs> right here, people. Fucking, fucking hell. Someone has just careered their car off of the motorway into a fucking central hoarding because that was ridiculous and very loud in my ears. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I'm super excited that someone feels that we are uh, a professional enough outfit to be able to support the show. Uh, so thank you. Uh, maybe after hearing that, that'll never happen again. So I probably... probably <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. But yeah, Ben. Got a, got a waving goodbye emoji. Yeah, I probably do that as well. Ben, it's good to have you back. I've also been away. Timbo, how's rainy England been? Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> you two have both been away on holiday, and I've not only not been away, I've not really played golf. Well, as in, I've not, I've not played rounds. Uh, the uh, the self diagnosis. Tim Timbo's school of golf has been in for the last couple of weeks, trying to whittle away, working at my game. Um, had a couple of rain sessions last week and it brought it home to me how good it is when you've had coaching in the past and it's been video coaching whereby the coach sends you uh, a video and pointers of what you were working on in that session because um, so I, I, I haven't had a, I had a lesson, I'd say, for about... Oh, I'd say going back probably about five months now. So that's definitely, definitely long enough for swing faults to be creeping in, as they have been mm-hmm. uh, over the last few months. And I was at the range uh, midway through last week, and I'd eradicated the hooks, because the hooks have been a problem for me for, I would say, probably about five, six months. Um, I was getting everything straight, but I was losing distance. And there was part of me which at the time was thinking, well, I, I went to the gym this morning, I'm a little bit tired, maybe that's the reason why I'm not hitting it so far. But then I actually flipped around and said, no, I'm not willing to have that as, as an excuse. You should be, you know, there should be reps, you should be hitting your distances. So um, 
I actually had the ability to step back from what I was doing at the range, go back through my, uh, my videos on my phone and go through the clips that have been sent to me by my coach and just go back through things we've been working on historically and just going back through those I was able to see, oh yeah, there's two things in there that I've not been doing recently um, and those things quite simply are I tend, my arms tend to get a bit too far from my body okay. which is what promotes uh, the hook more often than not and also I tend to over rotate in my backswing as well which means um, once you do that as far as my swing goes it's a lot more difficult for me to compress the ball and that's why I lose a lot of control lose distance so just the value of actually being able to have things saved on your phone from lessons to be able to go back to and think okay fine here's how it's been here's sort of fixes that I've had in the past um, started sort of working on those very much work in progress it's not completely perfect but it was a hell of a lot better um, from the second half of my rain session and then my second rain session of uh, last week so um, it's going to be the, the latest test of uh, self-diagnosis Tim is coming out this Sunday so I am returning to action on Sunday afternoon I'll be back at Pedden um, which I've generally scored pretty well at um, I do think it's quite a forgiving course, so sometimes can be a little potentially, possibly a bit misleading with um, knowing exactly where your game is at by looking at the scores. But um, yeah, just a really important point that if, and you know, not all coaches have this, obviously, you know, there are plenty of good coaches that won't have the ability to record and have studios and whatnot. But um, if you do have the ability to have seen someone that does, or you've had that in the past, keep those videos saved on your phone because you're going to need them uh, at some point. So, yeah, yeah it was interesting. It's been interesting. Um, were those, were those, I'm just interested here because we know you love a self-diagnosis. Were those mm. points that you just said about over-rotating on the backswing, were these um, statements that were made within the coaching videos or are these, this is direct self-diagnosis? No, no, no. These these were professional professional diagnoses. These right. were points <laughs> points points made in in the video with um, video evidence of a before and after swing. Um, so that was good. No, I was, yeah, I was, I, I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. I was trying to do a bit of self diagnosis before that point, and I was I was fidgeting around with the grip and um, trying to sort of manufacture my own swing, you know, swing path. And I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm not a golf pro. I should probably go back and reference some of the tips I've been given in the past. Um, so no, whilst whilst self diagnosis is always there, don't worry, it's always there. It'll never go away. On this occasion, it was professional um, advice I was taking heed of. Yeah, so Tim just quickly jumped into a big bowl of water, but he's now back out again. <laughs> so we've got we've got him got him clear. Um, yeah, I was just a little bit concerned for any listeners at home who thought, "Oh, I'm suffering a bit with the hooks." So I'll see if um, Tim's coaching points. I'll see if I can try and put that into play. Um, so it's no, you can go and give that a go down the range if uh, if you have got the hooks because that has come straight from a a professional. Um, right, Mr. Wright, we're coming on to you now. Tim, Timbo's out out this weekend. Um, Mr. Wright, I'm coming to you next, buddy. But before we get into to your trip, because you've had a lot going on, um, any update from Pops this week? I mean, you, you put me on the spot here. I probably should have spoken to Pops over the last few days. Um, uh, no, not from a golf perspective. Perspective, no. Sorry, has he been out? I don't even know who's been. I don't, 
I've got no idea what's been going on this weekend, Ben. I I haven't paid attention to any of the golf. I haven't been paying you guys. I don't believe he's been out. I've seen no footage to suggest that he's actually been out. So there may actually not be any genuine update. Pops yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to go out on a limb and say there isn't. Or if there was a good update, he would have told me. Put it that way. If there was a good update, yeah. he would have. Been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could, it could have been a big fat juicy one, but we don't currently know. <laughs> he's kept, kept his head under underground for that one. Uh, Chris, you've had a, a, a monster of a weekend. I know we've referenced it a couple of times so far, but tell us what's been going on. Well, for those of you who are watching, okay, I'm going to try and put this one on the YouTube. Um, for those of you who are watching, can you can you guys see the hat? Do you like the hat? These were the uh, the custom hats for La Manga, baby. We went out to La Manga in Spain. The palm tree on the front of my cap because the logo of the manga is a palm tree um and i i i obviously when i saw that the logo was a palm tree i thought oh you know there's probably a few palm trees there that's probably a big part of the story i mean there's literally thousands they're everywhere like the course is littered with palm trees there was one moment where someone got a ball stuck in the palm tree i mean it was just they're everywhere um where do you want me to start it was this it, it was the sunday red for the first sunday red tour golf tour that we've had there was 14 of us that went out. We did the classic two teams, Team Hackers versus Team Bandits. And we had an epic, epic few days. So we all went out. Everyone was out on Thursday. We played golf Friday, Saturday, Sunday and flew back yesterday. So flew back on Monday. Uh, yeah, classic golf tour, if I'm honest. It was uh, some golf. The level of golf deteriorated over the three days due to... Uh, I'll say alcohol consumption. That's probably the, the the most obvious and lack of sleep. So I know that the the level of golf actually the level of golf on day two was very high, and then day three was really hard. So um, what, what do you want to do? Do you want me to give you a rundown of the trip? Do you want me to winners? Like what do you want? Yeah, actually, let's let's, let's first we'll, we'll jump in. How did you get on personally? What was your golf looking like? How did I get on? Surprisingly well. Um, considering I've had a real shocker of. A year guys i uh unfortunately there's so the three courses at the manga and unfortunately one of them we got a couple of weeks before we're going we got told was closed and uh for repairs or something <coughs> and that was the most picturesque course so we didn't get to play that one but we got to play the south and the, the north course which both were i would say tough tests um and the re but one of the big reasons I've been struggling this year is the driver or any not not even driver anything off the tee just has either been sort of play or putting myself into trouble. And the week before going, maybe two weeks before going, I've been at the range. I've been trying doing a classic Tim and self diagnosis and trying to get rid of the hooks, relatively successfully, to be honest with you. And day one, wait, 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 just yeah. recap, just speak on. How? What was your self-diagnosis to get rid of hooks? Just from a, an interested observational point of view, a fellow hooker. Uh, mainly grip is the main thing that I've. Um, there's. St I've been watching videos back of myself over this weekend, and there's still clearly some quite major, quite major issues going on um, with consistency, etc. And there's one where I hit. You know your Geronimo right. I basically do one of those, but left. And it goes so far. Like, I, even I'm, I'm watching at the point of impact. I'm like, 
I don't even understand how the club face is that close to its impact. Like it's so it's it's literally right. I'm like not even sure how I've connected <laughs> with the ball. Um, I saw your I saw your post this evening with loads of shot traces. Oh, kind of a bunch of t balls. Did you did you get a shot tracer on this one? Yeah, that's on there. It's, it's that one that's on there. You'll see me in there. There's one that goes. I, I came very very close to pinging it that on multiple WhatsApp. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's a thing of beauty, mate. Yeah. Honestly, it's <laughs> yeah. like uh, it's made even better than shouts boom as I'm hitting it, and then they're like, oh, four left. Screw <laughs> me out in the background uh, yeah i think it was like two fairways over it was it was a long way left but oh wow but aside from that i was able to keep the ball in play day two even day three was a bit ropey but was there turns out that really helps my game and i put together about 33 33 points on the first day 30 points on the second day when i was i'll, I'll be honest i was i was I was in a whole world of trouble on day two. I was, it was an 8am tea time. I think, to be fair, I think I was one of the first that went to bed and I'm pretty sure I was in bed by like half one or something. Um, there were lots of delicate bodies on day two. I think I went, I think I was like one over or something through four or five. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I was so focused on just not being ill that I wasn't thinking about my swing at all. And it was actually <laughs> helping off game then went a bit erratic but yeah so scored 30 points on day two and then 30 31 or 30 32 points on day three either way i came third overall in the individual so um all three scores combined uh and then two guys first the guy that came first was just improving very very rapidly a guy called saul and just absolutely give him a shout out he absolutely crushed it he made the game look easy is how i would describe it but uh yeah overall i was really pleased with how i played there was some absolute dross i go on tim tim has got a question what what was what was soul playing off uh soul was playing off 11 okay okay so we're not talking sort of serious banditry territory no he scored so i i me it was i had in the teams it was me and him against each other in day one and I'm glad I got him on day one because I think he scored 29 points. beat him by, I think like, I think I won on the 18th. No, sorry, won on the 17th, um, won my match. Day two, he scored 40 points. Day three, I think he scored 38 points. So, and day three was so windy. It was absolutely brutal. If you hit, if you hit offline, like with the wind, your ball was gone. Like it was just... You know when you you know when we try and record on like Instagram or whatever and you can't hear yourself because it's just wind. That's that's what it was like. It came out of nowhere, just brutal wind the whole time. And Saul was just able to execute every shot. Like you know he was like right, I need to aim for that bunker which is sixty yards left of the flag. He'd execute and it would land like pin high, ten feet from the pin. You're like yeah, that's that's the level of consistency in in the wind. <laughs> Whereas, whereas on one of the holes, I hit a slice, which I've ne- I haven't hit. It feels quite good to hit a slice, Tim. I love you. After you've had the hooks for so long, a slice feels like a nice, a nice change. <laughs> However, on the hole that I hit the slice, the wind was going straight left to right, and I, uh, the ball just went. <laughs> it went. I've never seen a slice go so. It almost came backwards, like it like a roundabout, and came back towards me. It was that, that far right. It was, it was insane. So yeah, really pleased. My putting was average, but the greens up were. A, the greens I felt like could have been quicker. 
Yeah, I'm pleased. I'm really pleased. Well, mate, pop, pop, pop positive with that big high hanging slice. Any lost balls now, now that you've got custom Sunday red golf balls, it's free marketing. Free marketing. So and, any lost balls, and positive, you know. And we, so we played the South course on the Friday um, and everyone's, everyone who came got uh, a couple of sleeves of Sunday red balls or hacker balls. And we then played the North course on the Saturday and the South course again on the Sunday. The first group that went out found a hacker ball later on. So that means someone's lost it, <laughs> reused it the day that we didn't play. And then have lost it again. So we're, we're, providing, we're providing golf balls for hackers all over the world. It seems. I feel like we should leave this as a bit of a challenge, people. If you know, if you happen to be going to La Manga at any point in the next, I don't know, six months, <laughs> then you know, if you do find one of the Sunday Red or Hacker balls, we'd, we'd be delighted to know. But and, and by the way, you will find them. That we left a lot of golf balls out there. It, <laughs> there are there are a lot of lost a lot of lost balls out there for sure. So yeah. Yeah, delighted with how I played, to be honest with you. Really, really pleased. So when it came to a team event, which team were you on and how did that structure look and, and what was the what was the, the end result? Yes, it was so good. It was epic. So day one, I was on I was on Team Hackers, Team Hackers versus Team Bandits. Team Hackers, we were two and a half to one and a half on day one, which was uh better ball. So apart from me and Saw who were in a one v one situation, everybody else was two v two, best score. Best Stapleford score got the um, the hole. Day two was combined score. So it was you and your partner, both points combined, hopefully beating your uh, uh, opponents. However, there was one hole where all four of us got zero points. That was a strong, strong, <laughs> strong hole. <laughs> you know when you're like, okay, so zero, my teammates got zero, and you're watching them, like they're putting out from like 20 feet for one point, and you're like, Please miss. Please miss. Please miss. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drain this 40-foot putt for a point because that would be demoralising. Um, and then day three was 1v1. So we finished day one, two and a half to one and a half up. Day two, bandits were two and a half, one and a half. Uh, so we finished four points apiece after day two. Day three was individual singles matches. And I we had like the live scoring going on. And I stopped the live scoring at the 14th. So that it was a bit of like, you know, a grand reveal at the end. And at the 14th, Team Hacker, so there was four match. Oh, sorry, there were seven matches being played. Team Hacker were up in four, all square in one and down in two. So I was like, right, we need four points. Four points, I feel like that's achievable. I feel like we've got it get to the end i've won my match i'm thinking okay i've got my point i'm feeling good i hit the complete on the the live scoring and it refreshes and it goes from all blue to just all red and i was like no <laughs> I, was, I was like what's happened <laughs> team hacker have absolutely crumbled uh and team bandit ended up winning uh eight points to seven so it was an at one point in it absolutely cool. excellent excellent match like all the matches were so close as well it was great so uh but well, it's good to hear both teams feared better than uh another team in blue from a couple of weeks back but um i'm sure you two have, have delved into that recently so we, like, <laughs> we won't revisit we won't pull that we're, just, again. we're not going back to that yeah, let's, <laughs> we're not going back to that no let's not do that no so yeah really really yeah. good team team bandit full credit to them they they absolutely came out although 
Here, here is a classic. I've got a story for you. He's probably not. He's probably going to be delighted that I'm bringing this up. A uh, guy called Dan plays off twenty. Day one, uh, we he he he'd been on the beers and he was like, oh, I'm, I know I'm better than a twenty. Like he was really really confident. He was like, Yeah, I know I'm better than a twenty. Day one, I think he scored. I want to say he scored like twenty nine points or something like that. And he was like, Oh, I know I'm better than this. Day two. Saul, the guy who was playing some really, really good golf off 11, scored 40 points on day two. This guy scored 45 points. Shit. And wow. And the worst thing was, they were on the same team and paired together. So the team they were up against <laughs> got beat eight and seven, right? But wait, but wait. The team they beat, if they had played in any of the other matches, would have won every other match. Jesus. So that they just absolutely dominated. And this is where I go. This is our bandit, our classic bandit chat, right? Everyone's capable of a good round. So he hits 29 points, 45 points. Day three, he goes out and he hits five pars and 13 blobs. Oh. <laughs> For a total of 15 points. So when we... When we say, look, wow. people play their handicap and they are, you know, if you're a 20 handicap, everyone's capable of going out and scoring a worldie. He absolutely did that. <laughs> and then followed it up with the inconsistency on day three. Uh, you know, sure, tiredness, alcohol may have had a factor. Well, I was going to say, that, that screams out <laughs> that he celebrated his team win and fully <laughs> sent it. And <laughs> just couldn't, couldn't partner up brain with body the following day. But yeah, no, absolutely epic. Good, good nights out. Really good golf. Everyone was getting well into it, you know, like you do with the team golf. Uh, loads of, loads of, loads of of chat as you're going around even with like loads of people we, we hadn't like loads of people hadn't met everyone before like or anyone before so it just it was a really good atmosphere everyone got on uh and yeah just i'm um, so thank you to everyone who came along because it was it was epic it was awesome right, it's good to hear it. it did look it did look like an excellent trip um and i think everyone who was probably tuning in was a little bit envious that you were in gorgeous sunny spain for a little bit of time um, and kind of a, a new, a new, uh, a new little segment. We're gonna, we're actually gonna double back to. We're gonna bring back this later on. We're just gonna drop a teaser in there because I want to hear more about the golf courses that, that Chris went out and played on. We're gonna uh, run through uh, just, just a touch later on. Once we've, we've kind of spoken about what, what I was up to, uh, we're gonna run through the hackers course rating. We've got a bunch of different areas which we're going to rate these golf clubs that we've been visiting on and it's going to become a little regular feature for us i believe uh, as we move forward um so we'll come back and review la manga in a sec but christopher have you got anything more to add about the la manga trip oh we had a world putting like... championships i had a go uh, i came second <laughs> all, that, all that practice all those years ago <laughs> helped and the, the uh, a guy called guy came first won it and he was uh, delighted with himself because i think on on day one he was he was struggling with his golf game so he was pleased to have a win on the board with something for sure nice nice now for those who don't know the world putting championships we were on a, a trip a few years ago it started off with i think just three or four people on the putting green hitting a few putts creating different holes across the the course of the putting green so making them a par four going around the palm tree past the hole and coming back to hole number seven for for a par four all of a sudden four people became six six became eight eight become 12 and it turned into a five-hour putting competition on the putting green with plentiful 
uh, espresso martinis okay. and and tizzlers. And by the way, it, it was excellent. Again, it was great. The people up on the bar and the clubhouse were were watching and and laughing when people missed their their third putt, but so they did. You know, they got eliminated, or whatever. It just creates that level of intensity. Really good for practice. I'm just throwing out there. It's so good for practice under pressure. Like it is really good. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's often after a few sherbets and you're not necessarily compass mentis and, and in a great state to take that practice forward into a <laughs> following round. Um, now, we as golfers, we all hate it when we turn up to the course and it's a bit of a mess. You know, leaves lying about all over the place, wild, overgrown grass just about everywhere and the odd, unexplainable ball patch right in centre of the fairway. What the hell's that about? So don't be that guy who's satisfied to leave his crown jewels dressed in a similar state. We at A Slice of Golf are pleased to announce a supporter for this week's podcast, Manscaped. Manscaped are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, Manscaped just launched their fourth, yes, fourth, 4.0 generation trimmer, the lawnmower. 4.0 all across Europe. So join us three and over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. So you can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SUNDAYRED at manscaped.com right now. That's uh, A, that offer is amazing. B, uh, I'm my wife is actually delighted that I've now got <laughs> one of these. Since becoming a dad over two years ago, my I've definitely been not as on it as I should have been in my, my personal grooming, uh, letting, I'll say below chin hair get way too long. Uh, so she's, <laughs> she's delighted with this. When I was, when they're reading, you know, we're reading through some of the comments that they give us. They say, one of the comments they talk about is guys using the same trimmer for their beard that they use for their downstairs for anything other than their beard. Is that a real thing? Do people actually do that? Because that, to me, feels horrendous. Surely that's not a done thing. I mean, the thought of doing that is almost as horrifying as just listening to you talking about it. <laughs> so it's quite... So honestly, my, my evening has taken quite an interesting turn. I'm not going to lie. Um, no, I do not... I, I can't I, believe I can't happens. believe any guy using the same trimmer for their face and they're nuts that for me feels like a terrible terrible thing um, if mean, you are there are enough there are enough fruitcakes if, out if there, that so is one of you then please please go take advantage of this 20% offer and free shipping from Manscaped uh, as Ben said the code is Sunday red uh, it's manscaped.com right manscaped.com code is Sunday red 20% off and free shipping go get it right now um, i just want to say, also say thank you to manscaped it's it's a brand that kind of works so nicely with i think our vibe and what and and the kind of our uh the people that are listening to the show i've i've seen some of their ads on i want to say like on the underground somewhere where it's like if you trim the trees or if you trim the bushes the trees look taller uh i absolutely love that i think it's ace so uh a huge thank you to manscaped for uh big becoming our first official sponsor so you'll be hearing them over the next few weeks as well so uh thank you to you guys yeah if you if you do if you do jump in i, I do think you will be, be be quite impressed it is um it is a pretty yeah good, it absolutely is sure. it's fantastic and, and just by the way if, like, if you guys support um the people that advertise through us so if you put, support manscaped it helps us even more so uh, we appreciate you if you do take advantage of that offer through manscaped so thank you very much 
So in the past couple of weeks, I've I've been away obviously for two shows now. I wasn't too far from Chris. I was in uh, lovely sunny Portugal. Mm. Um, now it was it was a family holiday, and it was also my thirtieth birthday when I was out there. So I kind of played that card um, at every opportunity, any any time that uh, <laughs> I didn't want to partake in any of the family activities, I was. I, I pulled the brat card and was like, oh, that's my birthday. I don't, I don't really want to do it. So it was my birthday the full two weeks I was out there. <laughs> it's my birthday, man. <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday. So you leave me alone and let me go and hit golf balls. Uh, so my uncle's, it's, it's, it's uh, my uncle's place out there. And it's on a, it's called Belaya Golf Village. So as you can imagine, the whole place is about a golf course. There's a, a par three, nine hole course there. There's a driving range. There's two putting greens. There's a like a pitching area. There's a practice. There's two practice bunkers. There's coaching bays. Um, yeah, I think that about Andrew driving range. I don't know if I mentioned that. So as you can imagine, for someone like me who who was not on any time scale to do anything, I, it was just bliss. Particularly if I could use my my trump card of it's my birthday. So all in, I had five range sessions, three rounds of golf. I had two putting comps with the old man. I forced him out. It's a little less competitive, I must admit. He's no, he doesn't play a whole lot of golf these days. So uh, I come first in that one. <laughs> well done. It's one of two. Yeah, thanks. And then uh, I had one pitching practice session. So I've hit a lot of golf balls in the past couple of weeks. Amazing. Um, a lot, a lot of good. Some bad. Um, but actually, on the birthday, I kind of ticked off a list. I ticked off a course that I've been that's been on my list for a while. Um, so we played Quinta de Lago South. Yeah, super jealous. The, it's the, I think it's the th- currently the third ranked course in Portugal. So I was expecting a lot. You know, I'd heard it was out of this world, but we turned up and the clubhouse and the practice facilities were absolutely epic. Um, now the driving range, was, which is, is awesome, but it's also a bit of a head scratcher because there's kind of a, as with most of the courses in Portugal, they're kind of like, designed around a housing estate i kind of feel like the courses are put there to sell mega yep. mansions right and the driving range like at about 240 it pinches in uh which for me was a bit of a head scratcher because i'm like right if i send this and i'm slightly offline it's 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 basically in someone's back garden and it was kind of one either side and i hit it into this person's back garden a couple of times um which i'm fairly sure is not the done thing but yeah it was an oddity on the on the practice range but the range it, itself was, was exceptional See, I, t- uh, area, ben, I think it's the other way around i think they i think they had the golf course and then they've sold mega mansions with it like they're like can we squeeze a house in here on the range at 250 yeah yeah go on let's put one in there we can sell that's what yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Just- bulletproof windows but yeah. yes uh <laughs> squeeze that squeeze that one in there uh, and we were running a little bit late because it was a relatively early tea time um and i hit three drives on the practice range before we had to get to the first tee one was a snap hook one was a big slice and one went straight <laughs> so i was like right well that's that's the big confidence boost i need to play a bucket list course stepping <laughs> stepping onto the first tee so it wasn't wasn't Really expecting a lot with the driver. Everything else was, was feeling pretty good. So two days before I, I flew out, I actually played at, at Pine Ridge. Uh, I think it was, I shot 85 for like 33 points, 34 points, something like that. So I was feeling pretty good. There's enough game there to take it away. The bit I was really nervous about is I was playing with my old man. My brother wasn't on the holiday. So, and I, so 
I didn't have anyone else to play with, so I said, I kind of brought my, my dad along, asked if he wanted to play. Now, he used to play a lot about 25 years ago. He hasn't swung a golf club this year, um, and I've just signed him up to go and play the third best course in Portugal. So that, I think he was petrified, but I was pretty nervous as well, because as you guys know, and, and, and everyone who's listening, wherever you're listening, you will probably know I am prone to losing my rag, um, losing my temper, and, and generally not enjoying golf if I start playing badly. Well, there's one person I get that from, and that is my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> when, we, when we were honest, when we were on the car, in the car on the way over there, he said, oh, I said, oh, how are you feeling? He was like, yeah, I feel all right. It's, it's, you know, golf's a bit like riding a bike, isn't it? No. I was like, no, no, it's the complete no, it's opposite. It's the no, complete it opposite of riding a bike. If you haven't swung a golf club in six weeks, you will feel like you've never played in your life. You've not swung it's, a golf club all year. It's like it's like riding a bike if you're riding a different size bike with different wheels, sometimes no wheels every single day, never riding the same bike. That's the only comparison I can make. Like yeah. so one day you'll be riding like a BMX bike or the next day you'll be riding a, a mountain bike with no, no chain and no back wheel. That's, that's how it's like riding <laughs> yeah. a bike. I would say. I think the words that's got to be the stupidest thing I've ever heard came out of my mouth, um, which <laughs> needless to say, pleased him no end as, as, as we were on the, on the way there. We turned up, and also, as, as you both know, for anyone who's been to Europe and, and tried to go out as a two-ball, you know, these tee times are, are, are hot tickets. So if you're a two-ball, there is a high chance you're going to be placed with another yeah. two-ball. And that was my fear, because I was like, my dad's already cacking his pants as it is. I don't really want the pressure of two awesome golfers playing with us. Uh, we turned up, obviously, was put with another two-ball. I was like, oh, shit got down to the tee box turns out it was a lovely old couple the guy was 81 played off 12 and i was i didn't score him i only scared scored me and my dad but i would have said he probably shot something similar to what i did it was absolutely amazing watching him he could you know couldn't hit a ball that far probably for obvious reasons but never missed a fairway iron shot was either short of the green in the fairway or on the green and then it was two part par move on where he lost his 12 shots well because everything was just too far out of reach and we <laughs> I distinctly remember i don't think i'll ever forget it we turned we, we stepped onto onto hole nine and we were, we were talking loads with them and uh it was like a 180 carry into the wind just to make the fairway he turned up and got his driver out it's like I don't know what the what, I don't know what's the point. I'm not going to get this fucking anywhere. I'm not going to get anywhere near this fairway. And to hear an like an 81 year old gent kind of swear like that and and visibly be pretty pissed off that his power is is starting to to leave him uh, was, was was quite amusing and it kind of warmed me to him. But they were great. Um, I think she was mid 70s as well, and I think went round in like 13, 14 over. So it was you know really really wow. solid they did not mess around got on the tee box bang off they went and and it was good so it was actually me and my old man that were, that were slowing them down bear in mind when i say old man my, my dad's 58 he's not an, he's not an old boy so we're we were getting around as quick as we could and still basically tr- tr- trying to that, keep can up i just them. pause you because that's life goals isn't it to be 80 years old just casually playing golf in portugal into the lago thank you very much i mean yeah, they uh, he plays. They both play three times a week, um, and they go to Portugal four times a year to oh. go and play. 
That sounds pretty good, Stop doesn't it? it. Uh, That's, that is the target. Pretty good, isn't it? Uh, Kinsalago as, as a place, if, if anyone's ever seen it, heard of it, and not been, 100%, get it on your list to mm-hmm. go and play. It is 1 through 18, the layout, architecture, design, whichever you, you want to term you want to use of the course was just spectacular. I'm not sure I've played any better. There was no like handshake holes where you got to the end of it and was like, oh, that was quite comfortable. That was easy. Or you got to the end and thought there was nothing unique about that hole. Every hole just kind of flows and there's something interesting going on. Slopes, uh, bunkers, fairway bunkers, which you've spoken about before, which were a bitch to get out of. Your water features. And then you've got some of the biggest houses you've ever seen in your life. So if you end up, you kind of look just beyond the fairway, you're like, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty special. So it's got it's got everything. It was, it's slightly gutting, only ever so slightly, put a bit of a dampener on it uh, to find that we got through, I uh, got to the first green and found that like all of the front nine, the, the, the greens had been sand rested, I think they call it. So they were a touch sandy. So they weren't like perfect lush grass. But other than that, the rest of the place was absolutely immaculate. It wasn't blade of grass out of place. Um, so all in, I was 84 strokes for 36 points. Um, and where I lost my chance of breaking 80 was five drivers, three lost yeah. balls. So that's a general trend of the holiday. Could not get the driver going whatsoever. Consistent or both mi- missing both so that ways? Was, no, it's, uh, it's well, the same way. It's all, all to the right. Big high hanging. <laughs> see you later. Slice into back gardens, which... It's just, yeah, just, just kind of agonizing. You watch the videos back through and I know exactly what I'm doing. It's just a case of not correcting it at the time or actually being able to correct it. <laughs> that's, that's also quite key in it. And then t- two days later, we went to play Valdelobo. We played the Royal Course. Um, and I kind of learned my lesson from the Tuesday. So I hit one drive all day. Uh, I think it was on like hole five. Uh, you said Valdelobo, which like, course? It's, uh, Royal Course. Uh, Royal so the one with the, the Scenex yeah. 16. Um, I think we stepped onto the stroke index one. It's like a 460, 470 par four. So I was like, right, I'll just pump driver down there and then, and then we'll go and play from there. Big slice into the trees. But thankfully, as you boys both know, in kind of Portugal, there's a lot of like pine trees, which has, it's just a clearing underneath. In the UK, you'd be screwed because there'd be leaves everywhere and there'd be no chance of finding the ball. Thankfully, I found it, pitched out, got on the green. Uh, two part for bogey, but but kind of took my, my two points. Now, something that I thought on the day, Valdelova is definitely the lower ranked of the two courses, but there are definitely more picturesque and memorable holes versus Quinta de Lago. It's something that we we played Valdelova a few years ago, and I think we took it for granted of how beautiful mm. that golf course is. There were just some of the holes. I was like to my dad, like this is like it's stunning. And I think, you know, we were on holiday with the boys and we were probably a bit wrapped up in it and having a few beers whilst on our way around. But like I said to my dad, I think Val, uh, Quinta de Lago is probably more beautiful on the whole from a perspective. It just flows from one into the other. Val de Lobo, there are a few holes where it's like uh, they weren't really too sure on what to design. So they put like a short par four in. But then you drive around the corner and then you're like, bang, you're met with this incredible view. So... The big thing to take away from, from it all is we got through the final, you know, final 18. We finished up um, and my old man said, like, 
I think I've now like got the bug. I think I'm I'm ready to, to go home and get a set of clubs. Exactly. I was like, oh my god, yes, because it could have. It really was one of those trips where this can go one of two ways. He was using a set of golf clubs that were like 30 years old, despite my bag being on the buggy right next to the bag that he was pulling clubs out of. I kept saying to him, "Just play my seven iron. It's likely to go 20 yards further, and it's going to be a lot more forgiving than this." butter knife from a cheap set 30 years ago but he was just <laughs> stubborn typical my dad stubborn and just no we'd, we'd carry on but yeah he came back and just had a massive smile on his face i was like oh this is it right finally i reeled him in and uh as we were driving the way home his it's his in two years time he was like right it's my 60th it's your brother's 30th let's get oh, to st andrews in the diary stop it. Like, come on let's do it I was like, wow. that's sick. as a result of kind of getting getting him through two rounds of golf on two of Europe's, you know, really nice golf courses. Yeah, he does. He does realise, by the way, that that's not going to be the experience of golf every time he goes out, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think this is the thing. Like, my uncle plays three times a week. He's retired. He's the guy who owns the two properties in Portugal. So I said to my dad, like, you know, you say all the time you'd like to see him more. Well, it's quite easy. It's just as easy to fly to Portugal to fly out to Scotland for a week. So I go out to Portugal with him all the time and just go and play play golf out there. It'd be great. Um, yeah, kind of, I ended up signature hole 16th was the beautiful one. Parred that, which was beautiful. My dad bottled it, which was hilarious because I got that on camera and he found the funny side. Definitely saw the canyon and just crumbled. Topped it. Brilliant. Uh, I ended up finishing uh, 35 points through 16. So I was uh, flying, and as soon as I saw that I had two holes to play, I was like, well, I'm on for a 40-pointer here. All I've got to do is like par uh, a, a hole i got a shot on, par the final hole, and we're there. And I then decided to hit my first double of the day on 17, and then three-putted from 12 feet on, the <laughs> on 18. So I finished up 83 for, for 37. So again, just kind of narrowly missed out on, on breaking 80, but on the hole ecstatic loved the fact that my dad really enjoyed it um and also really pleased i didn't ever feel like i had my best stuff it's just my stuff was good enough that i didn't lose balls um and that obviously makes a massive massive difference and interesting because we we went to portugal what was it three four years ago now and it's interesting to go back there as a better golfer and you can, you know, it's like you play a course more than once and you start to know where you can miss when you can't miss. Because I played Valdo Lobo before. I was like, right, I know there's trouble here. I know I can't hit here. Let's hit two here. Let's try and hit it to here. And you start thinking a better way around the, the course. And it's just, um, yeah, it was just, just a great, great trip. It. Um, they're the the main courses. I don't know whether you want me to go through the par three course that we played. No, don't do that. Don't need to do that. No. I mean, I, I will just just briefly say it's very it's very very good from a perspective of um, because we were on site. It's yeah. you play as so much we, golf. So as we you say like. no, and Ben goes, "Well, I'm going to anyway." So <laughs> yeah, he's, gonna, he's just going to ignore us. No, it's, talk it's, about anyway. it's, it's just a it's, it's just a, a plug for them because I think it's it's great value. We we've spoken so many times about playing a par three course like a, a nine holers or like having we don't really have any here. It's just what we've spoken about. It's all like a. 100 yards or less there's a couple that are above 100 but we got as much golf as you like plus lunch for 25 euros which you're not going to find value like no. that kind of anywhere really so that was that was cool, cool. 
And also, question with this. There's a hole on a par, a hole in one on a par three course. If you were to drop one, would you count it? Is it is it a legit par three? Like, is it a 130-yard par, 140-yard par three? Or are they like little, is it like a pitching putt? No, I mean, these the, the two, I was very, very close on consecutive holes, which he three foot and two foot away. And I put the ball just past the pin, zipped it back. And we both started getting very excited on the tee box. One's a 90-yarder. The other one's an 80-yarder. Because mm. the reason why I question the distance debate is these, what's the, is it the sixth or the seventh for Pebble, which is downhill and like can play like 90 yards, 70 yards with the winds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would absolutely, I, yeah. <laughs> I would be, if it was me, I'd be talking about it for forever. I'd be like, do you remember that time? I, I, yeah. But you'd be like, I chipped in, didn't I? I, or I pitched in from 90 yards yeah. or whatever. Uh, I'd be talking about it forever. Could you count it as an official hole in one? I'm going to say no. So it, would, it would always have an asterisk, wouldn't it? Yes, that would definitely, the it very would definitely always have an asterisk, yes. By virtue of the fact that we're talking about it like this means you're always going to have a bit of chat like this. Therefore, yeah. if it happened to me, I would claim it, obviously. It, it would be like we'd, kind of... we'd be at the pub and I'd hear Ben how he got a hole in one once and I'd have to shout across the room, on a par three course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of on that note, have either of you two ever hold out? I don't think I ever have with a full swing shot. What, hold, hold in one? No, I've never had a hold in one, no. No, no. hold out. Centre of the fairway, in the rough, whatever. I've had, ever I've hold had out. one ego in my life, yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't say I've ever pitched in. I know what I've as, played with. One eagle as in mate. from a shot from the fairway in, yeah. yeah. I've chipped in, but yeah. nothing more than that. I chipped in a, a bit, but yeah, never never kind of got anything from it, uh, from, from the centre of the fairway. Anyway, I realised I kind of talked a lot there. That's why I got very, very excited talking about my holiday, and I still missed off a few things. But in, in summary, go. If you're go. listening, Go. Bloody hell. Yeah. God, if you're celebrating something where you know someone who's into golf, take them to Portugal, particularly now because it was, I think, 30 degrees when we took off uh, to come back to the UK. Landed at Heathrow. That was a nice nine degrees. Brilliant. Thrilled. Thrilled to be back. Uh, right. As I, I kind of trip fed in earlier on, give you a little teaser of the hackers course rating. Um, so we, we kind of today put our heads together and we, we, we came with nine different areas that we would like to rate and rank <laughs> a golf I was, club. I was, I was talking to the guys while we were away at, at La Manga and they were like, so, so what's the format? How are we doing this? And they were asking those questions. If you've learned one, one thing about me and, and the group that I play with, it's that we, we will make things as complicated as possible <laughs> to make them to yeah. add excitement level uh, where we think we can get them in. So this is, this I feel like is one of those times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be interesting to see stack them up on the leaderboard where some of the UK courses finish against these. Right, Christopher, La Manga yeah. Golf Club. You played, what did you say, south and north? Yep, south and north course. Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted we didn't get to play the west course because I think that would change a lot of my answers to them. Okay, right. So the nine areas we're going to rank them on are practice facilities, clubhouse, course difficulty club sandwich or burger beer signature hole variety aesthetics 
and overall value. If you want to miss the right, go for it. Can well, can you read them out and I'll and I'll talk you through. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, practice facilities. Yeah, I. I Yes, there were lots of them, and they looked epic. I did. I was not one of the people that spent lots of time in them, uh, even with even with free range balls that we had for our trip, which was a really nice add-on. So thank you, Lamanga, for that. Uh, the range looked nice. Uh, by the way, is Sevi Ballesteros lived like we walked past his house? Like there's a little plaque outside that says Sevi lived here. So I kind of wow. felt like if he's if he's graced those those courses a lot, I feel like they're a, a good training ground for anybody. Practices, yeah, loads of space, the putting greens, chipping greens, driving range. Uh, yeah, epic. Really good. R- really nice. So I, I mean, rating. out of 10, are we rating? Yeah. I would say, I'd say an eight. It was all there. Everything you needed for a trip, golf trip, for sure. Very nice. Right, Clubhouse. Clubhouse was very nice. Bar on the top overlooking. So the bar, hmm. Clubhouse was lovely. <laughs> If I had, if I had, I'd actually move the location of the clubhouse if I could. I obviously can't. Um, I, and that's a lie. I'd move the bar in the clubhouse. The bar is on the first floor, overlooking the practice facilities, and I'd want to have a better view of the 18th of the north course. So um, that's my only, my only issue with that. The shop was really nice. Spent some money in the shop. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a seven. Cool. Right. Difficulty. Seems like way off. <laughs> just i don't know it's just making me it's just tickling me the way you're reviewing this yeah the shop was nice i bought some things in it like zero detail <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the shop yeah. just said it's nice I'm, i bought yeah. some stuff in it I'm, I'm nothing that's giving I'm, nothing to the people who are listening to this. they can't envisage it they don't know what's what kind of what brands it stocks it basically your eloquent summary was it was nice i bought some things yeah it was nice content it was nice what do you, I, I mean i can't yeah carry on go next Right, I'm going to adjust on the fly slightly because I, th- I think that it's quite difficult to judge difficulty on the 1 to 10 scale because a 10 would be like, yeah, it's really good, but then how does that factor into difficulty? So I'm changing it to challenge. How was the challenge? Was it fun? Was it difficult? Was it too quick, too slow? Was it what? Both both courses I thought were very, very enjoyable courses, like very good challenges. Um, I don't remember an easy hole. Even, even I'm, I think it was on the south core, the second. Is it the second is a par three. And if you stand on the tee, you look at it and you go, oh, I can deal with this. Pin is tucked away on the right-hand side. It looks like a fairly standard 150, 160 par three until you realise that the green is basically like shaped into the water. So like it's not surrounded by water. It's just all on the right-hand side. So if like on the final day, the wind was blowing from left to right, I hit quite a nice shot, but started it at the middle of the green. It was, it bounced on the right. The bank just lends it straight into the water. You've got no hope. So there's just, it's, there's so many, a lot of fun, a lot of golf holes there. There's 14th on the south course again is a 300 and I don't know, 80 something golf hole with, 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 I, I can only explain it as a desert. There's a desert in the middle of the golf. Like it's, you, you have to hit, you've got, I don't know, let's call it from tree to tree. I reckon of those 80 yards, 65 of them are sand all the way up. Nice. 
So you've got you've got to find like a fifteen yard gap on the left hand side, otherwise you're just playing as as lots of people did, just trying to hit bunker shot after bunker shot after bunker shot through this desert of a of a hole. Um, yeah, very fun. I I would actually again I, I'm rating this based on only the north and the haven't played the west. The west course is supposed to be a bit tighter. Uh, more tri- like the west is up in the trees up in um, the hills whereas the north and the south are much more I'll say open because they are quite open but if you go wrong you're in trouble like this you can't sort of you can't go wrong and not be in trouble I just imagine it's a different trouble like the rough was tricky mm. I, I'd for a challenge wise I'd give it I'd give it an eight definitely I think it was good solid right, I'd very, very good What was that? Next one. Club sandwich or the burger? Uh, I didn't have the club sandwich. I had the burger and it was excellent. I, I would go I would go a nine. Really good post-round. Really, really good post-round burger. Good burger. Like they asked how you wanted it cooked. There. The good chips. Strong. What was, what was on the burger? This is, this is important. Okay, so I, if this, might, this might change it. I don't so I added on bacon cheese and the bacon was like proper thin and crispy uh, bacon like pouring out the edges yeah delicious but you could just I mean if it was without that then I'd, it would reduce down to I would say probably a 7 so did you have to specifically ask for those extras to come on or well, they're they options always an they're option they're options mm. Mm. okay alright that's Tim oh, okay Tim that's not not standard. That's a problem in my book. Okay, fine. In that case, it would drop it back down. Sure, the burger on its right. own, I'd have been disappointed with with the with the bacon and the cheese. It was delicious. Okay, beer. Yes, there was lots of it. Don't know what it was. Couldn't tell you, but it was cold. <laughs> but it was cold, and after a, a, a hot sea round of golf, it was delicious. Uh, although I, I would better place for the beer pool bar which overlooks the 18th green so the clubhouse Very this is nice. why i say the clubhouse bar is not as good as the pool bar so if we're going clubhouse six if we're going pool bar really good views of the 18th green nine i hope i hope you're totaling all this up no i'm, not, I'm just gonna give you an overall figure at the end sorry yeah all right cool uh signature hole uh i'm gonna go I think I think most people prefer the south course, but I think the I think the best hole is the 18th on the north course. Explain it to us. Purely from a perspective of the, and this is what I was going to mention to you about Valdelobo, the Royal Course. The 18th for me on the Royal Course is a nothing hole, and there's, it doesn't finish anywhere. Whereas the 18th on the Ocean Course finishes in that big grandstand up the hill everybody watching so that and it's kind of a similar thing on this one the 18th on the on the north course you have you have to hit a decent drive down the hill huge ravine like i imagine at one time or you know if it ever floods around there it's full of water but just huge empty ravine and then you're just hitting up into this hotel on the left pool bar raised up above um the 18th nice big bank that everybody can sit on and watch you coming in um you can miss right but you've got kind of you've got bunkers and stuff to the right thick rough it's just a really picturesque really really nice finishing hole 
And I kind of think if you take all of that into consideration, that I think would be the the signature hole. I think the one that people talk about a lot is the one with the bunker, I would imagine, or with the desert, because it's a very talking point hole. But I think the 18th on the Royal, sorry, the 18th on the North was probably my favourite hole. Right, and you given that? This is where it gets tricky. What am I comparing it to? I don't know. Am I, compa- like, am I comparing it to the 16th at Vadalobo on the... Because they're very, very different yeah. golf holes. Yeah, this is every no, every golf course this. you've played. Okay, it's not, it's not it's not a 16 at the Royal at Vadalobo. It's not it's not that type of golf hole. Uh, it, it is a fun, challenging, a really good, strong end to a match golf hole, which is obviously what we we're doing. I, I'd I'd give it an eight. That was very deep in very deep in thought there, mate. I was well, so, I, well, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think because it's not it's not a, it's, <laughs> the, it's not the, it's not that picture. It's not a yeah. The two courses are not picturesque like the yeah. like that the Vadalobo courses. That's that's the difference. That's what I'm kind of that's what I'm trying to compare. Yeah. What's our variety? How are you ranking VR? Right variety in terms of the the, the golf holes. Yeah, actually, for what is quite again, let's go. I'm not playing. We haven't played the West Course, which I think is would add to this dramatically because that's in the in the trees in the forest, as it were. This is open, um, open space. But what they've done with it is very very good. Like where there's everything is well thought out. Where they've put water where there's rivers, where there's or ravines, where there's lakes, where there's... The, no hole is the same. No hole is the same. Everything is everything is different. Even the par threes, different tee boxes to green or, or different things in the way, different things getting into your mind. Um, yeah, I would say there was, even even just on those two golf courses, there's quite a variety. Let's go... I'll go... Having played just those two, I put it at seven point five. I think if you have the West Course in there as well, I think it comfortably goes up to an eight, eight point five in variety if you played all three. Nice. Aesthetics. Yeah. Hmm. Aesthetics. Good, but not great. Now this this can this can be everything, kind of from you know, condition of the fairways, the mowing of the rough, you know, are there beautiful water features what do the greens look like from 150 yards out are there amazing mega mansions if that's your sort of thing are there you know beautiful cliff top views depends what you're after depends it, on your definition it depends what you're after but, yeah. so it's it's there's it's not on the cliffs by sea which is we we've spoken about in this podcast i think was all our favorite place that we put a golf course but where it but however if i remove that and say just for the piece of land that they've got I'd say that they've done an excellent job of making it look really strong. Um, yeah. It's been, again, I, I was thinking about you. I think the, obviously this will change throughout the year, but the, the front nine on the North course was just lush green. Like l- everything was lush green. And it wasn't that the South course wasn't. It's just that I think where I, it just felt that you were on a proper space fairway like nice spongy do you know what i mean just you were walking on carpet the green kind of the color of the green flowed throughout the whole way whereas south course was a bit more not burnt out but 
green was really lush fairway was less like which is but some people like that like so some people don't mind that it's just it wasn't the quality of the the ground wasn't any different it was just i don't know yeah could i i yeah nice <laughs> i very i would say good high quality <laughs> let's go eight Cool. Basically, you, you know what the eight here is what we're talking. It was it was better than better than a seven. Yeah. Uh, and o- overall value for wait, money. can I the only the only thing that I felt wasn't top top high quality was the the speed of the greens. That was my okay. only my only critique from that from everything that was out there was the greens felt a bit fluffy. Is that the right word? Like you had to really hit, you had to really hit the ball, and for someone who generally yeah, isn't very good at pace, like hitting past the hole, it, I, though, it took me a while to kind of go. Okay, I've actually, I've really got to hit this to get it to go anywhere near. And then what that, I, what I kind of felt that meant was you'd be looking at lines and be like, okay, that's that's going to drop off to the right, and it, and even it just never did. Like it just everything was relatively straight in the end, and I feel like if they quickened them up a little bit you'd have had much more exciting breaks in the greens because the shape was there on the greens. It just, you, it never really came into play that much. So that was my only critique um, of that. And what was the final question? Sorry. Final one, overall value. Oh, excellent value. I think genuinely from, if we can, if we can take into the consideration, the whole resort, the, the resort is huge. Like the resort is bigger than a country. It's, you've got the hotel, with the courses and then you've also got i don't know i think it's tennis and football i don't know what you call them compounds you've got villages so like there was a 10 minute walk to one of the little villages but that's still within the resort so you've still got this it's like a it is literally like a huge town which is the one resort so you've got you've got loads of bars that are not just on site in the hotel if that makes sense so I would say as a group, going as a group, especially if it was your first golf holiday, it would be so e- It's so easy. Like everything you could possibly need is there. Value for money, very high, like very, like very good value for money. Um, I, it, and if you ate away from the hotel, hotel is obviously the priciest area place to eat. So if you ate, went and ate in the restaurants outside of the main hotel, yeah, very, very, very good value. Nice. I, Eight point five nine, very very good value. Solid. Could could potentially go on the list then. A little weekend trip for the boys. Absolutely. It's, right. I, I, w- I, I will add, and this is my thing. It's not Dada Lobo, in my. Okay. And that, and that's where I keep coming back to in my head. And I I even on the trip on the plane on the way home, like, this was good, but these guys would fucking love Dada Lobo. And I think that for me, Valdelobo is still would still pit the manga for me. It is, it is a, a beautiful track, that's for sure. Right, Mister, I don't know whether you've you, you've done this or not already, but you can rank all of that out of ninety. Obviously, ten on each, you know, adds up to ninety because there's nine different categories. So whilst I'm explaining this through, add up all of your numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's getting a really, it's getting a really solid eight out of ten. Yeah, but that's not out of ninety, is it? So that's you know, you need to work out all those numbers. 70, so comes up a total 75. Number. 75 out of 90. Wow. Strong. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm, that's ridiculously strong based on what... Is that too strong? I need to know what some criteria are here. 
Right. It's just, it's just, just basically was all of those numbers you've just said added together. Okay, so I'll run through Kinta Delago. Uh, practice facility nine, as I've already said, were absolutely excellent. I unfortunately did not arrive early enough to fully scope out whether there's like a pitching green as well as a putting green. It was definitely a putting green. Just didn't have enough time. So I can't give it a 10 because I wasn't very well prepared. Uh, Clubhouse, definitely a nine. Absolutely kind of beautiful when you walk up to it. It, um, it overlooks the first tee. You can just about see the driving range because it's slightly across the road. Um, so you see the first tee, you can see the practice putting green and the decking that stretches all the way around it is absolutely huge. You can see hole nine uh, coming in, which is an uphill uh, dogleg right to left par four, which is beautiful, which is just really, really nice to see people coming in. Um, and yeah, it was just a really good atmosphere there. So I liked it. Challenge of Kinta Delago, I'm giving it a nine, nine out of 10. It was excellent. It's up there as, as one of the best courses I've played. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's challenging. There's hazards. It rewards good shots if you're there. It's tight in places, so it makes you think about your tee shots uh, because there's quite a lot of undulation. Uh, wind came whistling through it a few different occasions and you had to change clubs, uh, but it has everything there. So, yeah, the challenge for me was, was a nine. I don't really know why I didn't quite make a ten. I can't really put my finger on it. I think it just comes back to it's still not quite uh, as good as... Oh, the course in Turkey that we played. Not the Montgomery. Karya Yeah, Karya National is just, for me, that's still the best golf course I've played. Uh, oh, beauty. Uh, club sandwich or burger. Uh, I had the burger because I can't have bread because I'm gluten intolerant and trying to get anything gluten-free in Portugal is a task. Um, so I had the burger with no bun. And the burger was okay. So I gave it a six. Oh. There was no op option to add anything on, but it oh. was a cheeseburger. Mm. I'm not a bacon in my burger guy. So I went cheeseburger and it came with an egg, which was a nice, nice addition, actually. Yeah, I'm not an egg um, in my burger guy. That, that, for me would reduce, that would for me reduce it. A bit of relish on it. So I gave it six out of ten. It was nothing special. The meat was okay. Uh, beer, I went with a four. Really let itself down. Again, trying to order anything gluten-free out there it's, it's it's just not possible and you try and get anything on tap that's obviously out of the question um they didn't have corona corona is really low in gluten count so i can get away with coronas they didn't have corona which was a bit gutting so i said okay what ciders do you have on tap and they said strongbow i was like oh shit that's i'll have one pint of cat's piss then please so i had a pint of, of strongbow but because my dad enjoyed his beer, I ranked their beer at a four. Um, hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Wait, pause. I don't think we can rank golf clubs beer based on your gluten intolerance. That doesn't feel fair. Oh, no. I, I, you both shut your mouth. Neither of you two have been there. And it's open to interpretation. No. Also, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Also, I think it's probably a little bit harsh to mark a Portuguese resort down on their lack of a wealth of ciders on tap <laughs> i mean you're not playing in Shropshire. you're not playing in Worcestershire, mate. Uh, i don't know mate you you wait until you hear valder lobo's uh report it was okay lovely. okay, it was, okay. Uh, just out of interest what, yeah, what beer I, did they have what beer was it oh fuck knows okay i don't know 
Also, there is, ah, it would be Sagres, probably. Yeah, it would be their local of Sagres or Superbot, and then you know whatever else. But they didn't 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 have many. Um, signature hole is their fifteenth, so it's a uh, hundred and it was playing one hundred and sixty on the day. Slightly downhill par three. You play over a massive uh, kind of lake slash river because it kind of flows out towards the sea. It's not a, it's not a, a, an enclosed pond. Um, it is pretty from a perspective of, you know, the water's there and there are a few trees around. It's not quite as gorgeous as, as Valdelobo 16th. Yeah, it's still kind of a, a good challenge. Enough to, you know, I, had, I played 9-iron, thin the crap out of it because I was afraid of going in the water. <laughs> Thankfully made it over, over the pond, smashed into a tree and dropped not too far from the green, which was, which was good. Yeah, it was a bit cloudy when I was there uh, as well. Didn't quite look like those blue skies, but mm -hmm. it is, it's a beautiful hole, but it's not take your breath away like Vadalobo Royal. I mean, I mean it's um, nice, so though, isn't it? it seven. Oh, yeah, it's nice. It's nothing like that. So, yeah, scored it at seven. Uh, variety on the golf course. I've already alluded to how good it was, so that easily a 10. Aesthetics were a nine. Um, as I've said, everything was absolutely gorgeous. Just the one that marked it down was the fact there was a bit of sand on some of the greens. Sure. Which, you know, a lot of people who go there, majority of the year, they're not going to find that. So they'd score it at 10. Yeah. And an overall value, I marked it as an 8. Um, great, great course, great track. Got all the facilities, excellent clubhouse. It's just 160 euros for a round and then 50 euros for a cart. So that makes it quite a spenny round of golf. Yeah. So it's a great kind of bucket list course so that scores yeah. at a total of 70 that scores um, a total of 70 70 so when you said okay. 75 the, okay about, uh, we're basing it on. yeah no okay so the manga obviously is i mean i've not played into logo but the manga will obviously not be better than well i don't think it would be better than into logo in terms of the course um it's not 200 euros around those no. so um so I guess what are we doing? Are we saying like you then got to compare Kinsalago? You go right. What are the other courses in that 200, 200 euro round kind of bracket? Is that what we're going to do? I think just compare them all because that the overall value it drags it down anyway. Okay. Because I would I think it's a justified price point based on the fact that it is excellent. It really is. Sure, I'm not, I'm not justifying paying the yeah. price. Not uh, not you know is that's not that's not the question. I'm just I'm. Can you then compare a Kinsalago even to a La Manga, or can you compare it to a Chelsfield Lakes, like on the same ranking system? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think this is the hacker's the guide. Hacker's guide. Yeah, that's because it. I think when you come to the value one's interesting because I mean we've called out a certain club in the in the past for um, its its price point and not necessarily being warranting of that um, that price yeah. point. I'm, I'm not going to say the name. It's a certain club down Surrey Way, but I'm not going to go there. Um, those that those of you that have listened to the pod for long enough will know what we're talking about anyway. So, um, but no, I think you've got to put more on the same scale. It's the hacker scale, right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, okay. So I, d I don't think I don't think I can rank the manga better than Kinta. Well, see, Valder Lobo as well is. is well, I'll, I'll run through it. So, in practice facilities, unfortunately, it's a four. Uh, and that's with a bonus two points for the putting green because it provided such great memories only a few years ago. Because if you remember Valdelobo's practice facilities, it was a 120-yard range with a massive pond in it uh, and out-of-bounds left, which was forbidden because that's one of the holes. Yeah, and yeah I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> so you've got a really nice 
fighting green. But um, by the way, of a range, unfortunately, full short there. Uh, Clubhouse is a nine. I think it's just really, really nice. The actual the bar itself, if it were to be a bit of a crap day and you were to need to be inside, it's a really nice bar. It's a really nice kind of indoor. Helped massively by the fact that there was someone on holiday, one of the golfers who took it upon himself to walk inside and play the piano, which and he was brilliant as well, which is is quite nice. Um, so yeah, that, that boosted its rankings. The challenge, I went with a six. I actually, when I was on my way around there, it's it's as I said, it's nice to kind of plot your way around it, but I actually this time didn't find Valdelobo that challenging. Certainly nowhere near Quinta de Lago, because I think the first hole was like a 480 yard par five. Second hole is like a 310 yard par four. And I think there's a few holes, as I alluded to earlier on, that were almost just kind of squished in. Um, where I'm like, actually, that wasn't too difficult a hole. Um, so I went challenge was a six. Club sandwich or a burger? I went with a four. It was a very just average burger with onions and cheese that was about it so yeah i, th let itself down I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go and find somewhere that's got like a a nine or a ten burger so we know that what we're comparing a nine or a ten burger we have to get a picture of this nine or ten burger that then every golf course is being ranked based on that that's what we're gonna have to do yeah. okay that's, that sounds like a pretty good challenge okay. to me I'm, I'm there for that one uh beer is getting ranked as a 10 it's getting a full 10 from gluten-free wow. Ben, actually. Yeah, because they had Corona. I was like, mm, actually, I don't really fancy a bit. What ciders have you got? Oh, we have Magnus. Oh, okay. Then what's the what's the uh, the really fruity one that Carlsberg manufacture? I can't remember what it's called. Copperberg. No, 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 no. Oh, shit. I had it in my head earlier on. Old, old moot? Nope. It tastes just like um ta apple tango though so i was like oh actually if you're not after something too heavy on the, uh, on the summer's feeling, that's it that's it summer's bee <laughs> sorry hang on <laughs> oh, God. so you're, you're pulling down the other place because apparently according to you the fact that only the strongbow yeah but strongbow is, is, is shite strongbow is awful and there is an option of two ciders and the corona and if you fancy the difference, like summer's beer, I quite like it. It's just, you know, tango-y. So you're, then you have an alcoholic drink, you, but it feels like you're you having You need a drink. some help with this ranking. You, this is your, yeah. your ranking of... You couldn't even name the beer you had. So, uh, no, your argument's invalid, I'm afraid, <laughs> mate. The fact they had multiple ciders and a Corona. I was like, oh, that's, that's bloody brilliant. I've, got a, I've actually got a few options here. You've got to cater for okay. all, you know? All right. <laughs> You look horrified. Uh, signature hole obviously gets a 10. So if you've not seen Valdelobo Royals signature hole, it's 16th. Uh, absolutely beautiful. We didn't go up to the tips. I don't know whether they've added an additional tee box in, but I don't remember going that high up before. It was playing as 240 on the day. Um, slight left to right breeze, kind of into. Um, I didn't fancy just donating a ball because there was another group that were fairly close up behind us. So uh, played it from, from where it was. And that, the yellow tees on the day was 185, uh, 175 carry to get it up there. So played 185 on the day, which is fairly lengthy as it is, the, 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 how tough yeah, it is. Yeah, I think um, when I said, we my, played it, <laughs> my dad when we played it a few years back, we played it for, it was like 2, 225, 230. It's, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't bother giving it a go, but I, Parred it and I was I was thrilled with that. Just missed the green. If you, if you walk off with a par off that really 16th, 
you you are loving life. Yeah, yeah, and that was as well. That I knew where I was at at that point as well, school wise. I'm like, I'm gonna break it, <laughs> bitch, and then uh, yeah, fell apart, fell apart a little bit. <laughs> uh, variety. I actually kind of marked it down a little bit. I went with six because I was just, when you do it on count back, you're like, wow, there's like ten, eleven. 12 beautiful holes really beautiful and then you're like well there's kind of six filler holes um so it scored down a little bit uh aesthetics nine it's you know it's one of the most beautiful golf courses i've ever seen any of the holes which start to shoot anywhere down towards uh the water down towards the sea run along the coast it's just gorgeous and like even my dad at times was just like jaw dropped at the site uh and he as I said, doesn't really play a whole lot of golf, watches it on occasions, but he, even he could really appreciate the course. And then overall value, I went, I went with a nine. Uh, it's pretty good. So it tips in just over 100 euros, but with that, it's just absolutely worth it. And I'm sure you can get it in a group package for, for less than that. You know, we paid two people yeah. individual green fees. So that brings the total of 66. Right. Okay. This is where my ranking system is definitely wrong then. 100, 100 euros for okay. Valdelobo, I think is... That is wonderful value golf, and I think I don't, I don't disagree that I think there's some forgettable oh. holes, but there are more very very memorable holes than there are forgettable holes at Lobo. So yeah, a hundred euros. I think you're you're comparing. Yeah, it's it's the it's not like the holes the 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 memorable holes are remarkable holes, and I said that to my dad. I was like, the reason why I picked here was like you will understand yeah. straight away. Like as soon as we start playing some of the, the I, I still I still yeah, think it's, it's the real. ocean course is the better course. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree in terms of overall course. It's not aesthetically anywhere near the level, but I think it's a better challenge, it's a better test, there's more variety. Um and there weren't any kind of you know, there were a couple of like on Valdelobo where it was like short par five, short par four, quite a few of them. Um which again, as I said, it, it kind of brought I it down the price. Just quickly going back to the manga, you you could have potentially had a lot of fun on the par fives, a few short par fives on both courses. However, you could also have had absolute train wrecks because, and to be fair, the 18th on the south course is a really good of this. Even on the first time I played it, I went drive hybrid and you're going your second if you if you've got a great first drive your second shot right in front of the green is a, a quite a you know probably 30 yard wide ravine to cross before you get to the green so if you and it was probably you know 180 something yard carry get there in two you like it's absolutely possible but if you're off the tee, you've got a lake, a huge giant lake on the left, right in front of you, a huge giant lake on the right, uh, you know, off on the right hand side. You've got quite a narrow landing area. So it's kind of it's a really strong risk reward hole. Like you either play safe and go, you know, long iron off tee, iron to lay up, chip on, walk away with the par. But if you can hit a decent drive and you can keep it in play you've you've got a real scoring opportunity so and i I like that about a par five i think that's a a, rather than just making it about length if that makes sense 
I, I agree. I quite like those holes, which 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 give me, which entice me in. I, you know, it doesn't take a lot for to entice me in, but something where if you <laughs> if you put a drive relative distance in the fairway, you know, is it being protected by trouble rather than distance? I prefer that sort of design. Is it protected by trees that cut in from the right, or is it protected by bunkers which are all around? Is there a bit of water instead of it being like right as 620 yards straight down par five, which Good luck getting there in two because that's two absolute thunder wallops instead of a, a great drive and a, and a great second. What a great yeah. Right, that right about Love wraps it. up the, 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 the very average hackers course rating, which apparently needs revision because according to these two, my beer ratings are shambolic. Yeah, well, clearly my rating is also shambolic <laughs> because I, I also need help understanding what I'm comparing to. <laughs> We'll be interested to see where, how how Pedham Place uh, ranks in the. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I really look forward to doing the hackers review of Pedham Place on this podcast next week. Um, slightly slightly different setup to uh, Portugal and Spain uh, in mid October when we've basically had three consecutive days of monsoon conditions in London. So this is going to be fun. What, what's um, what is the forecast? No, it's actually, I believe, so we're recording this on a Tuesday night, so it's been three pants days of non-stop rain. It's going to dry up from tomorrow. Um, also, fun fact, not fun, really boring, really dry fact, Pedal Place, I believe, is chalk-based, so drains exceptionally well, so it should yeah. be a good, yeah. uh, should actually be still in good nick. Yeah. Similar, similar to where we played Guildford a few weeks back, also chalk-based, so... And Clandon. Facts. <laughs> Good facts. That's what the people want from this podcast. <laughs> Belters. Uh, right, wrapping up kind of that's us uh, for, for, from a personal golf perspective. Just wrapping up some of the stuff that happened on the pros. Just a, a few kind of things that piqued my interest. So Sam Burns took the win on the PGA Tour, which makes it Billy Horschel, Sam Burns and Max Homer that have all won since not making the Ryder Cup team. It's uh, it's almost as if those boys who just missed out are trying to prove a point of being like, pick me, pick me next time. Um, European Tour, Alfred Dunhill played wait, across the wait, old wait, wait, course. Stop, stop. Go on. stop, stop, stop. I've got one more fact for the PGA for you. Go on. Then. Cameron Tringali was leading on, was or was was up and close, was he? I think I read on the on day two or three or something. Um, he failed to close out said tournament, making... His, I think, this is right. If not, it's very close. His career earnings over fifteen million without a tour win. Yeesh. Nice. Yeesh. That's a, that's a tough way to make a living, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think this week would have taken him over fifteen. Yeah. Yes. It was. Please. It was. The record was over ten, but he was in the fourteens. That's for sure. Well, fair play to him. Um. Right, coming over to, to, to kind of Europe, as I said, Alfred Dunhill has played across three courses, which I think is a really, really cool idea. I think it's a great tournament because you are playing it across three absolute belters, like three genuine bucket list courses. Uh, can't help but think it needs to be played a little earlier in the year, though. I mean, it didn't, <laughs> didn't look too bad. And I know we've said we'd, we'd like to see some challenging conditions for the boys, but um, going on a, uh, a trip to Scotland to play golf in October, I think, even I'd be a bit like, nah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, and, you know, Billy Horschel did come over. But it's possibly why not many Americans come over to play in 
you know, have the opportunity to play the, the old course and they're all like, nah, I think I'll stay in the sun. Um, Danny Willett takes the win on his birthday, um, which I received um, 50 euros in my birthday card um, for when I was in Portugal. Thanks, Nan. Uh, Danny Willett on his birthday <laughs> take, <laughs> takes... Sorry, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Danny Willett on his birthday, stark contrast, 676,000 euros. <laughs> yeah, but he went, he went and won that. I oh, know. Well, I thought we'd just... He used... Contrast of euros gained on birthday. I was like, well, I got 50. You're... Thanks, Nan. Your 50 euros you got for doing diddly squat as a nice gesture from your Nan. I think it was Danny probably, Willett I think it was... had to put in years of graft and to win 50 that. 50 euros for entertaining my dad all day, actually. Showing him, a, <laughs> showing him how to play golf. Um, sorry, sorry, Ben's Nan. <laughs> uh, we, we appreciate that you managed to fund some of Ben's golf holiday. Thank yeah, you. Good work. I just was, you know, fun fact. Birthdays, completely <laughs> different. But, you know. one of it, you funded one of his strong though four out of ten rated yeah. drinks thank you very much yes. that's possibly the worst fact I've ever heard on this podcast <laughs> uh, kind of more fact Cyril Hatton second place um, post Ryder Cup uh, and then another guy we've spoken about quite a bit recently over this past six months Richard Bland another top five finish yeah. fourth place the guy just churns out you know top tens at the moment fair play to him uh, anyway, anything to add from the European Tour, boys? No, just why has Hatton decided to start oh. playing golf two weeks too late? Yeah, I just wonder if that just showcases the strength of the PGA Tour versus the European Tour at the moment. I don't know. No, I I think it's probably, a, I don't know. No, not going to get it. <laughs> Uh, and something that I know Tim took a, a, a really keen interest in, just to touch upon it. Uh, the World Long Drive champs were at the weekend. So, um, you know, for those who weren't up to date, I'm not sure why it's not televised. Um, I can't, you know, imagine it being too difficult for the, some broadcaster to pick it up because there's, obviously there's enough like replays and stuff going on on Sky. Um, some of the competition was during the week when there was no PGA Tour golf on. So I don't know why they didn't just chuck it up because it was just on YouTube. Um, Kyle Berkshire hits a, a 422-yard rocket to retain his title. Trying to process how far that is is just flipping bonkers. Like we've all hit absolute rockets before that have gone north of 300 yards. Maybe not Chris, but uh, that's kind of that's feel like we're really pelting it. But the interesting part was is I did watch quite a bit of it. And the commentator did come on and say early on in the week, it's like, look, Bryson does have a genuine chance of winning this uh, based on the fact that if the wind picks up, he's the most skillful golfer there. And he has the ability to play different shots to suit the conditions. Whereas a lot of the other guys are just stand up, grip it and rip it and, and hope. With Bryson, he came in eighth position. All right. Now he's nuking it. He was hitting some massive shots. I think he hit one in the final, like, the, whatever but his final round like 380 yards do you think he's going to carry that back into the PGA Tour or do you think he's going to start dialing it back Timbo I don't think he's bringing that back in I mean in, maybe first things first just I'll get this off my chest I have nothing against the long drive competition it just does absolutely nothing for me I'm just not interested in any way shape or form I mean it's just it's just 
kind of a you know who can who can hit the ball furthest is not really what I watch. It's not really what gets me into golf. Um, but anyway, that that aside, no, I don't think you can bring that back into the tour game because look, ultimately in the long drive competition, you're just tonking it down effectively, look, just a big open field, right? Um, you don't need to contend with necessarily the pressure of building your score as the round goes on, taking on the obstacles that are on the golf course. So no, I don't think that length is the exact length is going to come back. Is he going to stop hitting the ball? as hard as he can and as far as he can no because he's Bryson and that's just what he does now bomb and gouge for life apparently um, so no I don't even bring it back and I don't want it to come back you know I, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing about you know I want in the pros I want fairways to be narrower hazards to be more profound rough to be tougher um, I don't want it just to be about people that hit it the hardest and furthest you know that's not that's not what golf's about. That's not why a lot of people play. It's the skill of getting yourself around and thinking your way around the golf course. Um, but you know what? Fair play to him. He's obviously set out to 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 get into that sort of comp and that it's like kind of strength. So you know what? Fair play to him. If that's if that's what he wants to do, then that's awesome. It's just personally, it just doesn't. Long drive competitions, like the televised ones, just. They they just don't interest me personally. Um, but I appreciate that in our. What's that group? I'm in the minority of that opinion, so I do appreciate that. Well, I think you're less in the minority than you think you are. <laughs> I don't, the long drive, again, I I don't get, I realise that you could, it's like any other Olympic sport, right? There's different variations of it, of any of the disciplines, etc. Uh, yeah, the, I'm yet to get, like, I'm yet to sit there and down and watch the whole comp and get excited about it. I like watching the old clip of Carl Berkshire hitting, well, hitting, sending absolute rockets. Um, do I think that it'll come back to the, do I think he'll bring it back to the tour? In a way, yes. I th- Like, he he's developing the ability to hit a ball a long way. And in fact, I saw, I can't remember who it was, I saw, um, crap, I need to give this person credit. They were like, uh, well, I thought it, w- it would be possible for a long drive champion to become a player on tour, never see the a, a player becoming a long drive champion, if that makes sense. And I think Bryson will absolutely bring this skill set back on to the tour, and he should, like, and he will. He is. He's doing it already. Sure, I don't think he'll be just as Tim says. You're not just going to lash at everything as hard as you physically can, because as Tim says, you've got to build a score. You've got to build something around it, but. He put the at, at the Ryder Cup, you know, like he put that whatever it was monster of a driveway for a ninety yard chip in on a on a par five, and as you like, right, well, that that that's that coming back. So yeah, I, I I do think it comes back to the tour. I just don't think it comes back to the tour as in, as Tim says, like you've got to be controlled about it. I'm just really I'm interested, you know. I think almost because of Brooks's behaviour during the Ryder Cup some of his in being a whiny little bitch I kind of it's brought Bryson's popularity back with me I'm kind of more interested in Bryson now in some weird way not that it was in any way related in the Ryder Cup I'm kind of like interested and intrigued to see what he does back on tour now because if he really starts to work on kind of what they've spoken about his around the green touch he's just got everything to go and be so dominant particularly if he's knocking it 
you know, even further now. And if he is tipping 360, 370, 380, and he's playing into these par fours where he's just got a flick in, whereas others are playing five iron, it's, you know, it's an obvious advantage. It's just if, if he can get his short game together for a week, his putting's there. You can't help but think it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of occasions where it's almost his to lose, which you know, don't, don't see many areas in golf where someone's that dominant. And there's potential there, whether he does or not, it'd be, it's what I'm interested to see. Um, and I think it would be fair to say he's gone full beans to win the PIP prize money, right? There's, there's no one. Is, is anyone realistically going to challenge him for it? When do, when do they announce that? I want to know who's going to win this. I don't know, God knows. Because I think that's when we find out whether it's rigged or not, which I'm 99% sure it is rigged. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I think undeniably he's got to be top um, because he is doing, he's clearly putting himself out there to get himself as, as much exposure as possible. You know, good but or, I don't, think, good I don't bad. think he's doing it because of that. Like, I think he genuinely wants to win long drive championship. Yeah. But yeah, probably, possibly. I mean, the, the potential yeah, for him maybe to, not. to drive. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not cynical enough. Maybe, drive drive maybe, social um, media engagement to get him an additional, what was it, 10 million? Yeah, okay. Whatever it was. Okay, yeah, Five maybe. Now. Possibly. Um, anyway, that, that, that about wraps us up kind of for, for this week, unless you two have got anything else to add. No. No, cool. Right, that was, that was really another, another great job of... of, of the target time of keeping it to an hour well done well done to all of us and i'm very guilty of that uh playing this week timbo we know you're out of pedham um when are you playing you know what time uh sunday afternoon to 2 p.m tee off lovely mr Wright. you out this weekend no i've just i've just been away for like five days from my wife and my almost two-year-old son i feel like i'd be um <laughs> It would it would be risky to head out on the course this this weekend, having just got back. I will probably sneak to the range. I do actually want to book in a lesson as well, and uh, start the winter training. But I'm going to yeah. be looking into booking that in. I don't I don't think if I book it in now, I won't get it in this week. But um, yeah, that's definitely on the cards for the next couple of weeks. I think that is is probably a wise decision of you. I am out at Sunningdale Heath on Saturday. Um, first oh, amazing. Chris, I know you played there, and I see your face light up when I say that. Amazing. Who who are you going there with? Uh, Dave, Anna, and then and Ben. So oh, uh, amazing! Sunningdale Heath. Sunningdale Heath is an awesome. When you, I want to hear your hacker rating of Sunningdale Heath because I think it'll be high. Food yeah. was amazing when I was last there. Drink was amazing. Course outstanding. When, when Dave put forward uh, to play Sunningdale Heath. Because we started running around, you know, lists of track between where she lives in Surrey and me in London. And as soon as she said Sunningdale Heath, I just remember you purring about it. So I was like, yep, yeah. we'll, we'll go and play Sunning, For those listening who haven't heard of Sunningdale Heath, it's on the same land. It's literally next door to Sunningdale. Um, it's the old Sunningdale Women's Club. It's basically a par three. Co- now, it's basically a par three course. If you've got a hole in one there, it 100% counts. Just saying. Because it's... It's. I think it's 15 par threes and three par fours. They're all legitimate golf holes. And the, oh, yeah, you're, it, it's it's some of the best short game practice you'll ever have. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I it's, the it's excellent. Are, a good weather stays. Um, and hopefully you've just put kind of a good omen on me to, to go and get the first slam dunk of the career. So uh, <laughs> let's hope. And the lesson's been booked in for next Friday as well. So we are, again, full steam ahead winter prep 
two weeks until yeah. the new training program starts and then it's yeah full beans all, all winter now. Nice. And nothing can go wrong on the first tee at Sunning Dale Heath either, Ben, when you're hitting across the road. So don't worry about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pressure's off. Right. <laughs> Chaps, as always, thank you. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Catch you later. A big thank you to you for listening to the show. Uh, we've got a lot of you tune in every week and it's, well, it's quite amazing, really. And we're very, very grateful. If you haven't already, please do leave us a rating and a review and be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Again, a big thank you to Manscaped. Remember, go and get yourself 20% off right now using code SUNDAYRED at manscaped.com. Uh, come and get involved with Sunday Red at sundayredgolf.co.uk. Thank you for listening.